The Fan. Are you ready for your deep dive into Ohio State Athletics? Welcome to the only place on your radio where it's all Buckeyes all the time. This is the Buckeye Show. Here we go on a Thursday. Time to get it going. Nothing but the Buckeyes right here all the way up until 8 o'clock. It's good to be with you. I'm Timmy Hall. And it's been another one of those days, hasn't it, where things just keep rolling out about the Big Ten. We've got some happenings out west with the Pac-12 conference. Things being said just moments ago by their commissioner. Some reports about new rapid testing that's going to be available to that league by the end of the month that, as they say, will significantly increase their chances of returning to sports competitions soon. And... What does that mean for all the other conferences out there if the Pac-12 can get their hands on something like that? We'll be breaking down all of it tonight by my side once again, as he's been every single night this week. Your friend, my friend, Matty Andrews, everybody. What's up, Tim? And we actually are not side-by-side. You're, Although we're in neighboring little uh, areas, you're over in Hilliard, I'm in Grandview, but socially distanced properly, as you, uh, as we've talked earlier in our show prep, it's been a little bit of a frustrating day on a couple fronts, and I'm ready to come out of the gate firing because I'm reading stuff from Nicole Auerbach that I don't need to read. The priority is your league, Kevin Warren. You don't need Larry Scott to hold your hand and vice versa. Do what's best for your league, and if that's playing early, do it. I know, right? I feel better. But, I feel better but- already. That that did it for you. Well, you you're gonna have an hour and fifty eight minutes to feel even more better than that because more time to get more things off of our chests and there's lots tonight. By the way, up here mentally, I am side by side with you. It's the way I always want to be. And like you said, that's that gives me a nice mental image, like holding hands. It's like yeah, we don't need to be tiptoeing through the tulips right here, lockstep with what the Pac-12 wants to do with their season. They have, they have seen from the beginning that racing back to it, they, they seem like they had their ducks in a row and what they wanted to do. We heard some comments from Stanford's coach, Coach Shaw out there recently, that you know, it certainly wasn't speaking for everybody. At least I couldn't accept it that way, but he had a comment about his players being in, in unison about, you know, wanting to be safe at all costs. And you can read into that, but I think this is about you. This is about what you can get done, not buddying up with one conference. It's about buddying up with all of college football because that's the way it's always been. In order to have a real season where you can get the most out of it, everybody needs to be participating. It's called the Power Five for a reason. There's five power conferences, not four of them. Central Arkansas is playing again tonight, Tim. Again tonight. Oh, are you excited? By the way, there are no positive tests ahead of their game between either teams, according to reports. Like, I'm not saying that there are not ramifications down the road. I get that, and it's tough. But, to, but yes, you're, you're, if, if Central Arkansas and Austin Peay can open a college football season last week, and Central Arkansas can play again tonight, You've got to focus, I think, on you and your league and quit worrying about 
holding hands with a quote-unquote spring rose bowl, as Nicole Auerbach is, uh, has suggested. By the way, look at some of those comments to her tweets. Uh, a lot of Nebraska folks, a lot of Buckeye folks, but uh, it's, it's about the Buckeyes right now. Hopefully there's a vote tomorrow, and the Big Ten does their thing, not what some other league, which has two states that won't even allow you to practice practice won't even allow you to practice Practice. and they're coming out great great for that on the testing look let's use our own testing and our own testing plan to move forward i mean it doesn't matter what corporation is producing the tests right it's i think it's more of a matter of the technology being available credit to quidel corp you know as it says in the uh, pac-12 press release here if if they're the first ones to come up with this kind of uh, it's they're called a, a diagnostic test leader so i mean there's different laboratories around the country that specialize in this i know the nfl they've got they've got a brand name lab don't they matt that that they're using they already massively screwed something up as well as we know with all the false positives but the the thing that they like with the test that they're coming up with uh, in the Pac-12 is simply it's it's the speed it's what we've been searching for it's that same day type of test it says Pac-12 uh, first college athletics conference to offer a conference-wide daily rapid results testing regimen to limit the spread of COVID-19, increase the safety of sports activities, significantly decreasing the likelihood that anyone with infection will participate in sport practice or competition. So again, it's it's not, it all works, it, it comes full circle, right? It goes around and around like a merry-go-round. If you're not infected, then that's great. If we ha- we want to make sure that we're having not infected people going into competition, and the more testing that can be done, the better. Because we can't be spreading. We can't spread a virus when we play a sport in close contact. If we now know that no one going into the competition has it, so the quicker the better. And I think we just needed some time to catch up here, but. Clearly, that didn't mean that this still couldn't be done because we're watching it, as you said, Matt, all around us. And you got two real live college football games coming at you tonight. I won't shock you there in the South, but we got two more college football games coming tonight. Again, God bless what the Pac-12 is doing. Good for them. Let's worry about our league, our team, what we love, what we cover. It would have been opening night tonight in Champaign. It's not even windy. That's something probably wrong there because normally that wind tunnel at Illinois. But it is, <laughs> it is, it is in the five day schedule remake. It's opening night. I've watched Florida Atlantic Ohio State highlights already today from last year's opener. Let's worry about our league. Hopefully there's a vote tomorrow from these presidents. I, but I don't want to hear any of this talk about aligning your season to be with the Pac-12. Let's go play if it's feasible now for these kids, these coaches, and these people. Uh, and with a test that the Big Ten's going to get, you know? It's just... Sorry to be so fired up here out of the shoot, but it Matt, just, it just makes you're me supposed upset. to be. You're you uh, are supposed to be. What? Don't you dare apologizing <laughs> for having natural emotions right here on the Buckeye Show. We are all <laughs> with you. You talk about. I I envisioned this a week or two ago on this very show about this scenario, and the only the only way that it would feel remotely good is if the rest of college football fell apart and that would just be a sick and twisted thing to root for nobody is rooting for that if it passes you by they play an actual national championship then what would that 
What would that do to you as a fan, a classical college football fan, when the Rose Bowl meant more than anything? It's already to a point where these games fall by the wayside because of the system, and that's fine. A lot of us are willing to let it be because that means you get a miniature tournament and we end a college football season with one team being able to say they're the national champs. It took us about a hundred and 25 years into the life of college football to figure that out. So I'm glad we're there, but it would be disgusting to have to watch the Rose Bowl with one eye closed. Because, yeah, and, and let's not let's not forget, the Rose Bowl this year is a national semifinal. Like, that is... So it'll be the, the second kick, one. That's the right. kicker to all they this. they like, doing another one for you us. You can still oh, go thanks, to the Rose Bowl. Guys. Yeah, I mean... Oh my goodness! But if 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 the league opts to play, great. But let's not start this thing where we are not we being Ohio State, where the Buckeyes are not eligible at least to be in the discussion. If your testing's in place, now we'll get to the myocarditis stuff down the road. That I think that's a whole other ball of wax. But but I don't want to hear any of this stuff about. And, and it wasn't from Kevin Warren. It was from Larry Scott of the Pac-12 about how the the two. Are you kidding me? Do you think the Big Ten, I mean, do they really have to dance with the Pac-12, something they did so well 50 years ago, 30 years ago? I get the traditions. This is about your institutions, and if the presidents want to play, you should move forward in doing that when you can, not waiting on somebody else. So that's what is getting us fired up at this hour here at 6.09 in the evening on Thursday, September 3rd. Before we go down the checklist of, of things happening in the Big Ten, we got A, the Pac-12 news, and some of the comments from Larry Scott about being hand-in-hand hand, hand hand with Kevin Warren on what the two conferences might do in the future. That, that, that doesn't get at us. You mentioned the vote. Our guy Biddle and, and Bucknuts last night or yesterday learning about another Big Ten vote with the presidents that might be as early as tomorrow. So we'll, we're trying to find out more about that and is everything going to happen. But today, I, I we had to deal with this. You talk about trying to swallow like a giant horse tranquilizer pill, right? And you just want to regurgitate with like the thought of a, a spring Rose Bowl. How about how Twitter, I was, I'm, I swear to you, I was still seeing, it's still up there right now on what's happening. There is a tab on my trends that says what's happening and it's talking about Golden Gophers football. I've been looking at it for four hours and it won't correct itself. <laughs> All day long on my mobile version, it was Ohio State and Illinois, and they were supposedly going to play at 1 p.m. here on a weekday. <laughs> so the updated schedule was, yes, going to have the Buckeyes starting college football today, thus making today very sad, and then having to look at it on Twitter all day long, and all the smart people there, they can't figure out, oh yeah, that's right, the Big Ten canceled. There's only been 38 billion tweets on our platform about the subject. Get it out of my face, please. I mean, we we could play at 1 p.m. Heck, we could play at 8 a.m., and I'm sure that anybody would be all for that. Um, and, and we're going to relive this all again Saturday, perhaps, because that was originally going to be the opening game, and it's eluding me. That was Bowling Green, right, way back when we had a schedule uh, five, six months ago before the, the revised five-day event. And, and, and then the, you know, and again, this just goes back to the, the whole nature of pulling the plug so quickly on that when we saw the other leagues wait multiple weeks to start their year beyond the original start date. The Big Ten 
Kevin Warren, whoever, they wanted to start immediately. And, I mean, Ohio State at one point was going to be like the opening game of the college football season tonight. And it's not happening, and I know that no, that's a tough no. pill, as you say, a tough horse pill for all of us to swallow. Right. And who's, no one's, we're, we're humans, we're not doing horse pills, you know? We've got smaller pills that we can actually swallow. You don't give us anything too big. I, as you were speaking there, Matt, uh, Jake Ballard's, <laughs> Jake, did I just really throw an S on the end of his name? I did, didn't I? I said Jake Ballard's. I was trying to say plural, Jake Ballard's tweet. I didn't finish what I was saying. His tweet says, what a great idea. Then we can pass out participation trophies after each game. Hashtag terrible idea. Hashtag I love this. Grow up, Peter Pan. That's a a nice Owen Wilson drop right there from Wedding Crashers. Thank you, Jake. Is that something he tweeted or tweeted to you? I love it. I love it. He tweeted. Yeah. No, yeah. That's all that's that's happening if you have a, quote, spring Rose Bowl. I mean, I'm sure L.A.'s lovely in the spring. Don't get me wrong. But, like, here's your ribbon. Thanks for playing. You get the gate. You're out. In in the show circles, it's called you get the gate and you don't get a ribbon. (laughs) You get the gate. No ribbon, no soup, uh, no nothing. Yeah. Um, The the last thing on the checklist, I think that will sum up everything that brings us up to this point, was the Nebraska lawsuit. Some of you may have heard this, but if you didn't, just needed to be refreshed. There is a court order. I just find that... I find that uh, really powerful that there is a court somewhere in the United States of America now pointing the finger and telling the Big Ten that they have got to do more. We've got eight students, right, that are behind this lawsuit and a judge, Susan Strong, out there in Nebraska issues a court order for them to produce really a not every document that exists, but anything pertaining to a vote happening. And even the interesting part that that stuck out on the page to me was it must reveal in full its governing documents and bylaws. That Mm. part to me is the most interesting thing I've seen maybe in the last week because it's telling you, it's telling the Big Ten, you got to show everyone what your what your bylaws are, your rules and regulations that might even give you the power to drop a decision like this. Show show, show us your work, basically. So you've got the power to do us to do this. Show us the part in your rules that say we have the ability to do it, and then okay, we'll we'll see. We can acquiesce. Tim, as a couple of people have pointed out to me, and I really didn't think it would happen, but once the lawsuit started. From the Nebraska players, when did things get moving? When did you finally... And apparently the Big Ten has hired a PR firm. They've botched it so poorly. Again, that's nothing but a report. But when did you start to hear from the league uh, a little bit? Not the commissioner, but from the league. And when did things start to change? When the lawsuit was addressed. And this is not ending. And I know we're going to get more into it. This is not ending. And and good for those Nebraska players, man, because, because things are starting to happen and transparency which is what we've screamed for from the mountaintop since day one of this that's all we want to hear is a little bit of transparency and, and the yeah. courts are, it looks like and, gonna force it out and listen to this part maddie before we move on it did submit 13 pages of bylaws last week but redacted more than 11 full pages <laughs> wow it's like, what are we? That's not submitting anything if it's all redacted. I mean, either the judge tells you you have to produce something or you don't. How does how do you produce something with 
85% of it redacted. And then uh, she's got to look you in the eye and tell you to produce it again. Try again. Do better. All right. There were some staggering numbers about myocarditis that came from not the Big Ten, but someone in the Big Ten. But should it be a sole reason for canceling right now? We will discuss it, give you the details next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. On air. Online. On the app. New methods of consumption. Same great radio taste. Take us with you everywhere. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we are working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we're prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. When your furnace or air conditioner stops working, you can always rely on Atlas Butler to get it up and running the same day. So why not depend on Atlas Butler for all your plumbing needs? Our expert plumbers can take care of anything from a clogged drain to a broken water heater. We work on all brands of water heaters and plumbing equipment. One call does it all. Atlas Butler is at your service call. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. Okay, let's begin. Morning Juice, Bishop and Laurenitis, Rothman and Ice, Common Man and T-Bone, the Buckeye Show, Ohio State Athletics, Blue Jackets Hockey, Crew Soccer, the NFL, and even more things I don't have time to say. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. Block O on the radio. This is the Buckeye Show. And by the way, our 
Remote Fan Studios are sponsored by Lindsay Honda. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. Timmy Hall and Maddie Andrews with you tonight talking some bucks. And uh, my dude wouldn't even answer a quick video chat window so I could talk to him during the break about this next segment because he says he was pacing around so much. I wanted to get a look at that. I missed your call there on the video. Well, I'm not sitting down. I, you, you had me, you had me fired up and pacing during the break. Uh, you know, with these, with these uh, at-home headphones that we have, these headphone mics and these extender cords, it makes a for headset. a nice, uh, nice walk. Yeah, you can go. You can go about the room. Did you do like you were saying you were going to, and just take the show to the couch? Have you done that? Oh yeah, I moved off the desk. I'm back here being comfortable Good. on the couch. Yeah. What's that like? Just pretty much being in recline mode while you're hosting a show. I don't think I haven't done that. I've well, stayed I'm sitting at upright. A desk. I'm not a fool. I didn't learn how to talk with my, you know, talk on the radio laying down. No, I mean I'm at least upright, but Well, I mean, but how upright? I mean, a lot of nice sofas even sitting upright, they're meant I'm to kind of let Tim. you sink in a little bit. I'm comfortable. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Could you getting, could you like do a therapy session effort. on this sofa? I'm sorry. Could you like do a therapy session on a sofa like you're sitting on? Probably. Would yeah. Be suitable. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. There you go. Well, that might be what this is. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kirk's so, furniture, New Holland, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Nothing but the best. So let me uh, l- let me tell you this. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what it is with with a lot of us out there. I can't say that I'm I've never uh, I've never been guilty of this. We have to read articles that come out, right? Can't we take a little bit of time when something pretty big comes out to take a look at it at least and pull out some of the key parts, read what it's saying? Sometimes the he- you grab the headline and then you don't go three paragraphs in to actually find find out more about what's going on, like the story today from Penn State. Okay, one there are multiple stories on this, but you're going to Penn State there are. first. Got it. Got it. Yeah, th- there are one third of COVID nineteen positive Big Ten athletes have myocarditis. Penn State athletic doctor says that is. That's a Yahoo Sports headline, okay? And I know the the original one, I guess, to give credit came from the Center Daily, right? And that says Penn State football doctor. 30 to 35% of COVID-19 positive Big Ten athletes had myocarditis. But when you start running away with something like that, you have to then realize that that doesn't at all mean that all Big Ten athletes who are positive are part of that group. That is just the positive ones that they chose to look at for myocarditis. And, Maddie, I'm, I don't want to sound crass to this because in reading more about this today, all of the doctors that you would consider experts, heart surgeons, cardiologists, men and women like that, myocarditis is obviously a huge issue. It's a huge issue, but we have known about it. We've known that it comes from viral infections before. COVID-19 is a new virus. You, you can't sit here and say it's not a concern, but in order for me to get to an actual percentage number, here's what you would have to do for me. And 
that's not saying that Wayne and how do you say this name? Wayne Sebastianelli. He is the I Penn like State it. athletic doctor. Wayne Very Sebastianelli. Well yeah. He gave some uh, information during a state college area board of school directors meeting on Monday. And then the Center Daily Times was reporting on this. And that's where we got that big 30 to 5% number today. And a lot of people, again, would take that and say, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. It's over. This is what the Big Ten's ammunition was. This is maybe what they should have been transparent about. I don't know. I don't necessarily see it like that yet. Big concern for myocarditis, but you would then have to test every single positive athlete in the whole conference in MRI for myocarditis to get a true percentage of what we're dealing with in my book. Yeah, and I don't know the science, obviously, in terms of what you would do if, if is it an EKG, an echo, to, to, to try to get ahead of this or prevent I've um, seen MRI a lot, and I, I think okay. an MRI is sufficient to get the picture, you know, and see everything that you need to see with heart inflammation, because that's what myocarditis is. It's about an inflamed heart. You, you can't play sports with it. It's very dangerous, and uh, everything that I've read says it's at least a three-month sit-out of athletic competition, three to six months. You have to take every precaution and stay away from the playing fields. But wouldn't you wouldn't you love to I mean in the Sebastian Dr. Sebastianelli from Penn State, wouldn't you love to hear um you know another couple of Big Ten doctors collaborating the report uh, at least or Yeah. Uh, totally. Right. Right. It's like he's I mean, working alone he, though. I but right. he, he received the information though from other and that's the other thing too. People were pointing out that it was, you know, Penn State who recently said, what, what was it, Matt? One positive test in the recent testing for the football program? Yes. We, one. It doesn't even mention that this is Penn State info. It says Big Ten info. So he could just be getting, I don't know, man. Is he just getting stuff emailed to him about this? And then he was just gathering and collecting the data to share right here, which is incomplete data at the time it's it's very important myocarditis has to be addressed it has to be looked no at doubt. you've got to test for it now that we have another virus that is out there that uh that can cause that can lead or be a byproduct to this heart disease it's just that is this something that you would cancel the season over. Austin Ward from Letterman Row, who I was texting with about this today, he had that screenshot that he posted. You should check out that article because it's from yesterday, 19 hours ago, from the Daily Orange, and it's a Q&A with a Mayo Clinic doctor. Ham on line five, hold the Mayo. A real Mayo Clinic doctor by the name of Dr. Michael Ackerman, and there's a specific thread in there where he's talking about... he. he this guy you can tell, would have been blown away by the 30 to 35% number. You can tell from one of his answers, well, and he's even trying to say, I don't know, like, exactly, it's not my world of, of governing in a sports conference, but as a doctor, I can say, I, I cry foul. Like, with you telling me that the myocarditis issue would be a tipping point to actually cancel an entire athletic season. He's not saying it's not important. This is a real cardiologist here saying, yeah, if you have it, you got to step out. you got to be out of competition. But it's just we're hearing different things now, which is par for the course. It is, and I don't know if you want to get into the football scoop report or if that's a tease for what, what we're going to no, do. No, no. Out with it. What did it say? Okay. Well, I mean, Football Scoop has reached out, according to this report on SaturdayTradition.com, to eight Big Ten schools, including Penn <laughs> right. State, 
Six have responded, not including Penn State, and all six have said something to the effect of, quote, we're not experiencing that here and haven't heard of anyone in the conference experiencing this, end quote. I mean, what are we doing? Which what? is it? And, and again, th- that I will say th- there's not much to that one. That sounds to me, Matt, like you're just getting some quick reply emails from maybe someone that hasn't even addressed that situation or looked Fair. into it. When you right, when you say it hasn't been a problem yet, well, did you look? You know, like did you did you do any checking for this? It now that this story comes out. I would agree that it's something that you need to constantly check for, but is this what they're going to go with? Is there a more detailed study? Something like people have also talked about, what are the differences, what are the nuances if you test just a a regular group of students, right? Like how many people have this? I totally get the one that you have to focus on is athletes because you can't go into strenuous activity with an enlarged or an inflamed heart. That can lead to sudden death, and that's the thing that has to be looked at. But it's just it, it's just so strange. It, it really hey, is I, right I'm now. I'm reading this now, a tweet in the last five minutes. Are you seeing this, Tim, regarding the claim that 35% of Big Ten athletes have been discovered to have heart conditions linked to COVID-19? It was incorrect. Clarification from Penn State. Dr. Sebastianelli wishes to clarify his point. Oh, Ask, boy. Uh, it, I mean, it's uh, a freaking circus, man. What? So, uh, Sebastianelli well, asked... Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had I had already heard Sebastianelli say, like you would like you would already know, right? Because just reading the headline, you could easily tell from the article, and he said that the Big Ten hasn't cardiac MRI'd every athlete who tested positive for COVID. So there you are right away. He said among ones that were cardiac MRI'd, it was about one-third. And we don't know uh, We don't know the number or why those ones were chosen to be MRI'd there, if they had symptoms, if they were complaining, or if it was just random, all things. Sorry, continue. This report just saying during his discussion with a local school board member, uh, and high school preparations. He recalled initially preliminary data that had been verbally shared by a colleague on a forthcoming study, which, unbeknownst to him at the time, had been published at a lower rate. The research was not conducted by Sebastianelli or Penn State. He wishes to clarify the point and apologize for any confusion. Well, that was the last oh 10 God. minutes of this show. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah for social media, right? Something from uh, minutes ago. If only that came across our desk before we started the segment. So I think that is that is just another example of what's going on <laughs> here in the last couple of months. Okay, I, I want to talk some hoops. I want to talk some basketball here. Chris Holtman tweeted some excitement for the season yesterday. We'll read more into what he said. That's next on the Buckeye Show on The Fan. Two men, no pants. Oh my God! Common Man and T-Bone. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. This is Urban Meyer. We are facing an extraordinary challenge. Prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy's Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages 
about using medication safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive throughs Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. The home of Big Ten Championships and future first-rounders. You're listening to The Buckeye Show. Nothing but the Buckeyes. It's been a lot of nothing but the Big Ten. But the Buckeyes are a part of the Big Ten, and we we like being a part of it when we can play football and win championships and go on to the college football playoff and beautiful things like that. I'm Timmy Hall. He is Matty Andrews. Hey, Matt, bear with me here. I, I feel yeah. like this is worth sharing with the listeners who have not heard this or didn't get a chance to go to this article. It's something that Austin Ward tweeted earlier today. And then we'll get to the Holtman's positive tweaks. We need some positivity. So the the interviewer was asking uh, Dr. Michael Ackerman. He is a genetic cardiologist at the Mayo Clinic, right? It's someone where if, if this were a few good men or we're in a courtroom or law and order and someone tried to question the you know, knowledge of this witness, the judge would say, sit down, overruled. Like the, <laughs> this is expert testimony, okay? Right? Like this is, this is absolute, we're going to hear this, this will be admitted. So the question was, the Big Ten's using a study that said high-sensitivity troponin, I guess, a sensitive marker for cardiac cellular injury, was detected in 71% of patients, and cardiac MRI revealed evidence of cardiac inflammation and or scarring in 78% of patients. You're not an athletic director or a school president, but what is your reaction to them using that study to justify canceling the season? And Ackerman says conferences who canceled the season may have good reasons for doing so. If they sized up the weight of the evidence and said to stop for now, that's justifiable. Other conferences say we've weighed everything in the balance and we're going to press on carefully, but we can switch to no again if need be. Both of those decisions can be equally right or appropriate. My point was to ask officials to look under the hood to see if there's enough evidence in relation to the heart. In other words, if the conference received enough evidence to say that we reached a tipping point because of a heart issue, then I cry foul. Look under the hood. Look at the strength of the evidence. If you look carefully enough, there's simply not enough evidence to assign that much weight to COVID-19 and the heart as the driving reason for a season termination. If the conference said, quote, even if we removed the heart issue, we would have agreed to cancel, I would have said, great. I'm not an expert for those reasons, though, so I can't speak to it. Your take. This is coming from Dr. Ackerman, right? The Mayo Clinic. So this is completely unrelated to our our last segment. I mean, related in myocarditis. But, uh, you know, the numbers don't make sense. Um, But the numbers in that question didn't seem to make sense. No, no. Where's that coming from? I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, but this guy's from Mayo Clinic. Um, 
again, Tim, I'm just kind of I'm going in circles on this. Like, what what are we? What did you say? Seventy percent. That's what the enemy. That's what the interviewer asked in the question that they were going, and that is that's some of the data. I believe that's part of what the students in the lawsuit, the parents are asking for. You know what? Where's that study coming from? Where's that study coming from? And like you just shared right before we broke about the Penn State doctor, Doctor Sebastianelli, who just spoke out of turn. He said he was recalling initial preliminary data that had been verbally shared to him by a colleague when he was speaking about that in an entire article got written that was saying to everyone today, 30 to 35% of Big Ten athletes who had COVID showing signs of myocarditis and whoa, 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 let's pump the brakes until we do a full, complete, accurate study on what this is no one's saying that myocarditis is a nothing issue that shouldn't be taken seriously it has to it can lead to death it's just Mm -hmm. what in the world is going on with the miscommunication and the different numbers that are out here it's the it's the times we live in man i don't mean to be the old guy here but uh no it's not you just throwing stuff at the wall it's not you it there's we sit here and talk about it all the time, right? With the way digital media is right now, right? And social media too. The the speed, the speed that is out there. It's just it's like the best 40-yard dash time at the NFL combine. It's just everybody's fingers going so fast to just get it out there to put your statements together, to get things out there so you can be the first one to get the likes and the retweets, right? I, d- I don't know. I know it's not always about that, but you get the feeling that for some, it is a little bit about that. And that's yeah. there's positives and negatives that we always have to continue to, to take going forward with things like Twitter and Instagram and, and all of it and Facebook and everything. But I, I really did. Uh, if we turn it to basketball here. Yeah. You saw speaking the of tweets. You, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of tweets, look, Chris Holtman, like that's that's the way a coach uses Twitter, right? He's not on that thing every single day. It's a way to connect. It's a way to stay in touch with your fan base. You can answer some questions. Fans can feel like they know you a little bit. This is an example of what's great about it, what's positive. So he he hasn't been tweeting uh, original stuff like very often, like at a, at a rapid rate here. I saw him, if you care, he must be a Black Panther fan, at the very least a fan of Chadwick Boseman's work. Or he was just saddened by the news, as a lot of America was. He retweeted the Chadwick Boseman post, and that was, for me, yeah, really, really sad, who loves you know Marvel comic book movies as much as anybody around. And a lot of people love that guy. 42, Jackie Robinson. One of the other things Chris Holtman tweeted recently was about the losses of Lou Dolson and John Thompson. He responded to the Ohio State Hoops tweet and said, Legendary figures in our game who impacted so many lives. We'll never forget conversations with Big John before games at Georgetown. Condolences to their families. I didn't know. That'd be you know something to explore with the Holt man and what kind of conversations he had with JT and what did he learn because that dude was a legend. But here's the latest one. He said, a quote, potential, end quote, Late November start in college basketball sounds great, 
mentioned it to our guys, and they were ecstatic. Hope and purpose are powerful forces. Can't wait for the soon and safe return of college sports for football and all fall-slash-winter athletes. When it's a head coach, I always look for meaning in any kind of statement like that because they're always guys that are in the know on things, correct? No question. And uh, I had that on one of the updates this morning, just uh, using that phrase and and how the team was ecstatic. And, you know, the men and the women, uh, the oversight committee plans to propose November 25th as the start Mm -hmm. date. That's so that's Thanksgiving week uh, and a chance that that's going to go to the division one council later this month with an opportunity to vote and, and in whatever manner. And if you read a little bit into this, man, it sounds like some of these entities that host some of these luxurious Thanksgiving time tournaments oh, are yeah. kind of in the discussion for potential bubbles. There was um, a trademark, not, wasn't there, yeah. Matt? I can't oh, remember exactly right. what it was. Uh, uh, battle, battle of the bubble. Battle in the bubble. That's right. Oh, I think boy. it was. And Holman and, talked about that months ago. He speculated on how that was uh, on the table of bringing holiday tournaments that might be in Alaska. I don't know if they're doing the Great Alaskan anymore, but you know the Maui, the Battle for Atlantis, and bringing them stateside and maybe bubbling up for some of those. Yeah, and and I think that there's probably a little pushback on that, and perhaps some teams want to play at home, but. Hey, to me, anything that can allow you to get your college basketball season started safely with your student athletes, and as Coach Holtman has mentioned to us on this show, you know the yeah. idea perhaps is no students are going to be around November, end of November, December, and that allows a little bit more of a safer option for your student athletes who are playing. I mean, I'm really putting something behind that, and I have for hoops for a couple of weeks now, for more than a couple of weeks, how... I mean, we, we're living in it right now with Big Ten football. It, we, I feel like we're in a constant fever pitch on getting to another vote. College football games going on tonight. High school football everywhere. Like the red, the alarm, the siren is just constantly going off in the Big Ten offices of you better get this figured out fast or else, or else this is going to be really bad for you, which makes me more at ease that the hoops is going to get figured out because it's, it's got a couple more months time to do it. And when I see the other thing about social media, tone, it can't be judged. When I said, Oh, yeah, about the furlough story yesterday. I wasn't saying, oh, yeah, baby, this means basketball. I was saying, oh, yeah, like there's furloughs all throughout the NCAA offices, some taking three to eight week furloughs. I commiserate with men and women who are having to take time off of their jobs. I know everyone that works at the NCAA isn't responsible for some of the egghead decisions that have gone on. The real people that are working there that need jobs, it just tells you when Almost 100% of their million or billion plus revenue in a year comes directly from the NCAA tournament. It tells you that it needs to happen and it needs to get figured out. So that's one way that I took that. All right. Yeah, so college football. Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, that's it. I agree with you on that. Yeah. It's time, yeah. It's time to time to press forward. And I think it looks like basketball is starting to do that. I like it. I like it. All right. Some college football news that has the anti-OSU trolls out in full immense force. Tell you what that is next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. The fan. 
Donato's Cauliflower Crust Pizza surprised you with their great taste. Well, surprise, there's a new one. Introducing Donato's new Cauliflower Spinach Mozzarella Pizza. Donato's delicious lower-carb cauliflower crust, top edge-to-edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try Donato's new Cauliflower Spinach Mozzarella Pizza or create your own Cauliflower Crust Pizza today. Donato's. Every piece is important. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. All righty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the utility. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Morning Juice. I got up at 3.55. I'm on my third cup of coffee. Like, I'm ready to rock now. I'm real pumped to be able to work with you two stallions. Morning Juice. Sponsored by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Weekday mornings at 6. The Fan. The best synchronized swimming you've ever seen in your life lives right here. Back to the Buckeye Show on The Fan. And I'm Timmy Hall, and he's Maddie Andrews. So nice to be with you guys tonight. We appreciate you making this show a part of your evening and hanging out with us all the way up until 8 o'clock. You, you're in now. You can't turn it off until you get to 8 o'clock. You wouldn't want to listen to an incomplete show now, would you? No, hell no. That'd be stupid. So, <laughs> Matt, um, before we go on, we got the College Football Pulse coming up at 7 o'clock. That's in the very, very near future. Rudy... How is that going? Are you cooking up some really fun topics this evening? You guys, I'm going to blow your mind with the topics we're going to talk about next segment. Ooh. <laughs> Rudy bringing the A game Ooh, now. Scintillating. All right. That's, it's that's game fantastic. week for the Irish. He knows what's up. Well, I, I, I think I might be stealing one. This one kind of pertains to the Buckeyes because what all the trolls are saying out there right now. And oh my, can you imagine Matt ever going back to your home state again? Can yeah, you imagine I did. like being sure somewhere, <laughs> having lots of friends, having a connection, like going, like physically going to a school and then Imagine just ever going back there at one point in time to watch a football practice or something. That means you're going back to school. The the transfer is imminent, and Justin Fields will be slinging passes for Georgia by the end of the month. That's what they all say, right? There is 
absolutely nothing to report on that other than uh, an LOL since we're just just this whole show has really been all about social media and what's going on there. That's why we're doing a segment now about it in the last segment of the show. Right. So Jamie Newman, he's gone at Georgia. This guy was going to be their starter. This is a wild one too. Different type of situation than if it were, you know, a locked and loaded first round draft pick who's opting out, and that's the story. Jamie Newman opts out because of coronavirus concerns and to get ready for the draft. He's got a lot of draft buzz. Some people think he might work his way into being a late first-round pick, but he also hasn't ever played there. So this one just has a different feel about it. Of course, you'd be bummed if Justin Fields, if we were about to play, and then he made this decision. You'd get it, but you'd be bummed. Same goes for Trevor Lawrence. You never saw this guy throw a pass at Georgia, so he will be completely forgotten in the pantheon of Bulldogs football. You'll have to help me on this, Tim. Does Newman, is he leaving because... Do we know why he's leaving? Is he leaving to prepare for the draft? Is he leaving because he's not comfortable in the system? Is he leaving because he doesn't think he's going to get the job? Because as I understand, oh, no, he, he was, was probably going to be the be the guy, right? Yeah. So, the, way, the thing so, everyone's saying is is you know definite, expected. I'm seeing he wasn't named, but most analysts are saying this probably knocks Georgia out of being a top five football team. They've got some other guys there. One of them is a former Ohio State commit, Dwan Mathis, but they have J T. Daniels, who sort of flamed out a. USC or he, he transferred away from USC he's there too he, he said Jamie with prayer and discussion with my family I'd like to announce that due to uncertainties of the year amid a yeah. global pandemic I'm gonna officially opt out to prepare for the upcoming 21 draft so it's both you know thank the coach and that's that but it's it's a strange it, it's a strange one just I'm not saying the decision is strange it's just weird because he just transferred there, and this is what a pandemic does do. It changes your plans. He's got something to lose. Maybe he's got relatives that he's not talking about that are immunocompromised. Maybe there's just things he doesn't want to risk. I'm not judging his decision at all. No. I'm merely just making this story aware to everybody and letting, <laughs> pointing you in the direction of what all the people are going to say. I've had people texting me, too, about what's this mean for Justin, and I'm just like, stop. Stop it. Have you seen the wheels in motion right here, right now, that are fervorously trying to get Big Ten football back? It's like Ryan Day said. It's a... It would be a wild and crazy thing to try to transfer to get ready for a season that's starting in three and a half weeks. Yeah, it's I'm almost impossible. Gonna, I'm not even going to call it the wild, wild west because I don't want to talk about the Pac-12 anymore for the next freaking hour and a half. But it would be the wild, wild. It could be. Now, look, if the Big Ten decides that they're going to wait until late November or December or January to start, we could see some movement. I'm not saying we will or we won't, but I guess everything could kind of hinge on whether this, this league reverses course and decides to start in early October, and we probably have not seen much of the movement at all or thoughts from other players in the Big Ten about either moving on or stepping out due to um, the yet to the anticipated vote we hope that will happen tomorrow. Right. Now, we had really of substance, we had the UCLA starting offensive lineman, right, that officially got himself into Baylor. Like, we, we didn't just see 
oh, I'm going to transfer him going into the portal. He's the one that had two years of starting experience under his belt. The Pac-12 is one of the conferences that shut down, like the Big Ten, and he left the yeah. conference and already showed up at another one that's planning to play football. That's one. So it's like we said at the beginning. It wouldn't be a shocker if you know single-digit guys, maybe it dips into double digits. Who knows? Like how You can't dictate how... Each young man thinks but, and wants to make the decision, but you knew it wasn't going to be some <laughs> some big major problem. And if the Pac-12 wants to play, as they say, the Rose Bowl in, Mar- or in March or April or in the spring or whenever, that's going to that'll change dramatically. But again, we're wasting too much time on the Pac-12, in my opinion. <laughs> why? Why did, I could only see Jamie Newman as a NASCAR driver, and I knew that we were talking about the Georgia quarterback who played. There's a Ryan Forest. Newman, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of Jamies, right? Like Jamie McMurray and Ryan Newman. Did I get that right? I'm not the I'm not the racing guy here on. Nor the am I. Not no, no, no. Source. I've watched more racing though in the last three months than I uh, than I ever have. And then you don't know if Jamie no. McMurray is a real driver, and you've been watching racing for three months. You're I know really of Ryan attention. Newman. I think I've told you I know of Ryan Newman. I don't. know You're who telling Jamie me Jamie McMurray's not a real guy. I don't know. I didn't tell you he was or wasn't. You could have typed it into Google by this point. Well, you can too. No, nah, I'm, ta- I'm t- talking. All right. <laughs> you can't talk right. and type at the same time, no, can you? No, you'll get yelled at because people will hear the keys, and it's just. See, it just it just doesn't sound good. All right. Everything you need to know as we continue to navigate through a wild start to the month. The College Football Pulse is next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. This is Ohio State basketball coach Chris Holtman on your home for Buckeye basketball, the fan. The fan. Ohio's sports destination. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. When the power goes out, AEP Ohio is there on the job through rain, snow, heat, fixing the problem wherever we're needed. Every day, we're working to keep homes, businesses connected. AEP Ohio is testing equipment, replacing thousands of electrical poles, expanding our energy grid. And no matter what happens, we're prepared around the clock to keep the lights on. With the hardworking people AEP Ohio has on the line, the energy to serve our community is boundless. Here's to the ones who put in the work. The no days off rise and grind warriors who live by the oath of my body is my temple. And when their temple needs to rebuild after a long workout, athletes of all types choose low-fat chocolate milk. It's delicious and contains the right mix of protein and carbs to help refuel exhausted muscles. Chocolate milk turns Motivation Monday into Flex Friday. Crush your goals with the help of a real recovery drink. Try it for yourself. Built with Chocolate Milk is brought to you by the American Dairy Association Mideast, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. 
Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint with their award-winning waitstaff, great food, fun, and laughter. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front-row seat to the big game. Roosters is where you, your family, and friends can order pizzas, sandwiches, salads, and more. And the home of award-winning wings that are fresh, never frozen, and so big, you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. Roosters, a fun, casual joint and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. It's time for the College Football Pulse on the Buckeye Show. Sponsored by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Hour number two of the Buckeye Show is here. I love the College Football Pulse. Hey, and by the way, you two, Jamie McMurray, nicknamed Jamie Mack, an American former professional stock car racing driver. So I guess I was half right right there. 44 years old, Joplin, Missouri. I bet he's a huge college football fan, too, because NASCAR and college football, they seem to go hand in hand. What do we got, Rudy? All right, guys, first up here, there was this story on ESPN today that as soon as you read the headline, it kind of made you think, wait, what? So the title of the article is, quote, nearly half of Power 5 won't disclose COVID-19 test data, end quote. So ESPN sent out a survey of questions to the 65 Power 5, school in regards, Power 5 schools in regards to their COVID-19 testing protocols, and nearly half of them declined to share data about how many positive tests they have, they've had mm-hmm. to date. On top of that, nearly a third of the schools overall declined to provide any data at all, including 21 schools that will be playing this fall in the ACC, Big 12, and SEC. So my question to you guys is, like, this whole thing seems pretty off, right? I mean, at the end of the day, what could yes. these schools have to hide, first off? And then second off, it just seems pretty self-explanatory. The more data we have, the more it gets put out there. It helps everybody. There's, there should be nothing to hide here with this. Well, the the thing that you have to hide, I know that. That's bad numbers. That's really poor numbers. And if you're a school with a with budget problems but that's everyone every single school in these power five conferences they are going to have budget issues and revenue issues if there is no football and if it has to shut down I- i'm still with you uh Bodie. you have to share you have to collect data you've got to be upfront about this so we know where we are how can we get through this if we don't know what's working and what's not working. And this has nothing to do with... I, I saw the part in the article where they tried to come back at him and like yell, HIPAA, right? It's privacy laws. It's all this confidentiality. Even though no one's asking for any identities. No one wants to cares about you know specific students and who's, who's testing positive. No, nobody cares. I also have said many times, I don't think there needs to be a stigma about that. We're not looking at anyone funny because they were unlucky and wound up with COVID-19. So uh, this whole thing is strange. Yeah, I wish they would share this. They need to pony up and give us th- some data. I agree. I, I, would, I would prefer, like we've talked about a lot recently, full transparency. And again, that's not indicating who these people are. It's asking for a number. And, uh, you know, we just spent two segments ago going back and forth about percentages and numbers and, and all of that. And then we see that the report is completely refuted. So, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it would be good for everybody to, to have numbers out there. It will help us study, learn, grow. Obviously, these universities that don't reveal, they've got those numbers and they're working working hard. Again, we're not asking for names. we just like to know, I think, some, some more information on, on what's going on within. No, and for full disclosure, we're one of them that's on the list. They they sure. published it, and it says Nebraska, Northwestern, us, and Rutgers. 
and it's got a double stars. I want to see what what Rutger means there. Uh, that they directed ESPN to online statements about the number of COVID nineteen cases among their athletes, but those statements only included cases among football players. I am. It's curious because Ohio State, as a university, had a big report of uh, data in the dispatch today about the 882 students that had tested positive through Monday with an overall student positivity rate at 3.13%. So uh, that's where things stand overall with, I think that's on and off campus students combined. You can read, it's, it's got some very specific numbers in the article. Uh, Christina Johnson seems to like the direction that they're going in. It's been a slight decrease since the last round, but I, I don't think that's a number that they like right now, and they're trying to get that down. I was on campus the other day, and they're handing out fines from what I was told by the wife who works on campus if you are anywhere, outside, inside, and not wearing a mask. And every human I saw was wearing one, so hopefully that continues and we, we get it figured out. What else we got, Rudy? Next up, so I want to kind of continue the conversation that we just had last segment with George quarterback Jamie Newman Newman opting out yesterday. So we saw earlier this week that LSU star receiver Jamar Chase opted out. LSU head coach Ed Orgeron even said they had a couple more guys contemplating whether or not to opt out. We also saw earlier this week UCF had 10 players, including two projected starters, opt out of this season. My question for you guys on this topic, do you guys think that this is something that we could see players opting out throughout the entire season? I don't necessarily blame any player one bit for opting out for any reason whatsoever, but I can't help but wonder if a team starts out one and two, oh and four, you know, like oh, yeah. two and three. I just can't help but wonder if we're going to see guys kind of opting out every single week as the season continues, depending on how a, their season goes. It's an absolute, right, Maddie? Yeah. I mean, for I me, agree. it's absolutely. I, I think it's an absolute. It wouldn't shock me, obviously, if we saw the Big Ten or the Pac-12 not be eligible. For the playoffs, I mean, I know the Pac-12 wants their second Rose Bowl this spring, la di da di da But if there's if there's opt-outs uh, without having a, a playoff to play for, it wouldn't shock me at all. And I think, yeah, I think you you start poorly at 0-4, say at Tulane or, a, you know, whatever school, you name it. Guys, will guys, I think, will probably look at other options. <laughs> you know what? If... If we actually go forward with a after-Thanksgiving start to the season and the rest of college football is on that normal track, <laughs> you can see half of our team they of gone. the guys that are going to the uh, NFL draft, let's just sure. say all the guys that are fixing to be pretty good draft picks would all shut it down. I cannot see the college football playoff setting some kind of precedent of Picking a school or two that has a half schedule when there's other Power 5 conference teams that have been through the rigors. And as we know, we're the only ones that could really say we've come close to touching the SEC throughout the last 15 years in college football, right? We're man enough to admit that. By the way, not to dig dig on you, Bodie, but is Notre Dame in the playoff with two or three losses? Or we don't know that yet. No, I'm, I'm. It's a hypothetical. We're always talking about how many losses to get to the Irish in. I don't know. I've not even looked at their schedule, but uh, oh, we're going undefeated. I don't well, there's not even the schedule. National oh, champion. It's a non-issue. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, don't even have exactly. to worry about that. So, last one here. I saw this in Stuart Mandel's mailbag on the Athletic earlier today. The first question in the mailbag was asking about the Big Ten and the negative impact that could happen from their decision to quote unquote post, postpone football this fall, aka basically cancel it. 
Mando actually give, gave a good answer about how poorly the Big Ten handled this whole thing. As we all know, we don't really need to discuss that anymore. But I actually kind of want to take this in a different direction. The person who asked the question also included in their question, could this decision that the Big Ten made have a major impact on transfers and recruiting? This idea that this the, the decision that the Big Ten made could impact recruiting, I've kind of heard that a little bit in the last few weeks since they made the decision. And I got to be honest, I really don't understand it at all. I don't know how this could negatively impact recruiting in the Big Ten, especially for the top schools, really really at all. I don't know why a kid, if he was set on going to Ohio State or Penn State, would all of a sudden reverse his decision and go down to Georgia or LSU or any of these schools that are playing just because they're playing this fall. I mean, if you're a senior in high school, it's probably not going to affect you this year as I knock on wood. I hope we're done with COVID by next fall for football. But No, you're right. I, I don't think this impacts negative recruiting at all, does it? No, I'm I'm kind of with you. It's it's one of those things like we talked about the quick transfers for you know this college football season, like the UCLA offensive lineman. It would be a relatively small group of individuals who that's going to affect. Where you are looking at your conference leadership, and you're up, you're a high school kid, right? And you're talking with mom and dad, and you have fears about how the Big Ten operates now. So you're going to move away from your dream to get some Buckeye leaves and wear the scarlet and gray and run out of that tunnel and then go somewhere else. Like if Ohio, if Ohio State had every single thing you wanted, but yet now you're thinking about the Big Ten and some of their decision-making, it would be a very small group. I think, Maddie, that just recruiting as a whole, as we talked to Ari a week ago about this, is going to be what's interesting. The different seasons that are canceled from state to state – how it affects development, how juniors will start to crash the rankings and how the the next couple of years of rankings for recruits, it's going to be a lot of late bloomers and kids popping up out of nowhere with their development and what kind of offers they might receive late in the game is what's going to be interesting to me. Might be a lot of good players available popping up right under the woodwork. Yeah, I don't think this will have much effect either. I do think that other schools from other leagues that are playing and are not in the Big Ten or and or Pac-12 will will use this as recruiting tools against the league. But I, I really I can't imagine it being a, a huge thing, especially um, for the for the top teams in the league. Uh, and and you guys can help me here. I don't believe has there been anything official as to whether potential early entrance would be eligible in spring or winter. I mean, I'm not sure I've heard anything ostensibly uh, since we heard some speculation that that could could be the case. But, uh, you know, that, it's a whole different game if the, the numbers are the same and leagues are, are varying and when they play and, and whether or not we let the early enrollees in. It's an interesting point there in how <laughs> may, may that... I would for guess you go to the flip side, right? If you could play a double season like Jack Sawyer, I think was hoping for when he dipped out of the high school football season because I think he was curious about maybe being able to play in the spring season and in the real fall season, two for one in 2021. I I don't know. I'll have to look into that, Maddie, because I'm Hi- with you. I don't know if we've seen a definitive answer. Hypothetically, especially focusing on Ohio State, I would almost think you would have to kind of one you because I would imagine Ohio State would have a lot of guys opt out of a spring season uh, to go to the NFL draft. And I don't know, they would kind of have a little bit of trouble filling out a roster to a certain degree. No, that you're, you're not wrong. Point. You would think about numbers and scholarships. And if you lose guys, you would 
<laughs> you would need bodies. You would need more guys to come in there and get enrolled early so they could actually play and give your football team depth. You're right. All right. Thank you, Rudy. Good stuff there with the college football pulse. We've talked a lot about Buckeyes out east, mainly in D.C. here on the show recently. NFL players, I'm talking. But there's an unsung dude on the West Coast who is seriously turning heads. More on that next. You've got the Buckeye Show on the fan. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. You gotta come see the new Big Lots. Gotta go We're going big with a great new look in the store and lots of great deals on everything for your home. Quality brands like Broyhill Furniture, favorites like Doritos and Swiffer, even housewares and home decor, too. Big names, low prices, and big buyouts that'll blow your mind. There are always big surprises in store. So come check out the new Big Lots. Live big, save lots. When you're not feeling well and want treatment as quickly as possible, you know to visit Ohio State for safe and convenient options. See a doctor or nurse on demand by calling Telehealth Immediate Care. For non-life-threatening illness or injury, call 614-293-3200, and our team will coordinate your visit over video or phone. This same-day care is available without ever leaving home for many conditions you might otherwise walk in for. Get our care at your place today. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank. Where banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland, where banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. I'm Todd Graves of Raising Cane's. We've always operated with the highest standards of food safety, cleanliness, and health. And recently, we've taken even greater measures. This is very personal to me. I know how important it is to have a trusted, safe, and clean place to feed you and your loved ones. Raising Cane's is open and here to serve you our quality chicken finger meals and drinks through our drive-thrus. Go to RaisingCane's.com for details or call your local Cane's. One love. Now, the officials have been talking for quite some time. Alrighty, let's see what they have to say. Upon further review, there is no penalty on the play. However, we have conferred and discovered that Bob, the line judge, has saved a boatload for his kids' college using Ohio's 529 plan. It is tax-free, accepted nationwide. Bob recommends we all go to collegeadvantage.com. First down. Well, that's not entirely unexpected. <laughs> Classic Bob. It's baseball time on the fan. Listen to the Rockies battle the Dodgers. Coverage starts Saturday night at 8.30. Sponsored by Bobcat Enterprises in Hilliard and Reynoldsburg. Your Doosan construction equipment dealer. Doosan runs strong. The fan. Scarlet and Gray 24-7. Or however long the show is tonight. You're listening to the Buckeye Show on the fan. 
Yeah, show is till 8 o'clock tonight. The full two-hour run. It's awesome. I'm Timmy Hall. We got Maddie Andrews here tonight having a good time talking about nothing but the Buckeyes. And we mentioned K.J. Hill in one of our hashtag Buckeyes segments the other day and how good he has been looking for the Los Angeles Chargers who are going, I saw today, Tyrod Taylor. They're going with Tyrod instead of Justin Herbert out there. So KJ is going to be running with one of the uh, veteran quarterbacks who's had many, many stops around the league, and maybe he can get something going there in L.A. I don't expect it, though, that it'll last long because it hasn't anywhere Tyrod Taylor has been. I would think it's going to be not long until they get to their prize draft pick and Justin Herbert, but we will see. But Jordan Fuller, another guy in Los Angeles, he is he's the rave out there. And I, I think we all agreed that he was going to be a late-round draft pick. I think we could also agree, though, that once he got to where he was, he was going to quickly start impressing people. No and doubt. that's exactly what he's doing with the Rams coaching staff. It, it didn't just this article from uh, a day ago. If, if you look up Jordan Fuller, you will see that the Rams and the local media, they have been writing about him for weeks. So it was pretty much right when he walked through the doors, he started doing uh, amazing things, and he is turning heads, and good for him. Great for Jordan Fuller. Tim, six-round pick. I think we all kind of felt like he slid. Uh, to the Rams, but in the 2020 draft, just based on what he had done at Ohio State and what he did in that defensive backfield, especially with the likes of Akuda and Arnett, you know, he's one of the greatest Buckeye scholar athletes, student athletes in the history of the program. Uh, led the team at tackles in 18. He was one, two, or three for the last three years. Had almost 225 career tackles, first team all league. A two-time team captain, so we know what he can do uh, with his smarts and his leadership off the field. But just, just kind of, and I don't want to say he was a quiet leader and one of those quiet players. I just kind of feel like we took him for granted a little bit because he was always so loyal back there, roaming the defensive backfield at that safety spot. Um, and I'm not saying that they can't replace him, but they certainly aren't going to be able to just throw somebody in there and give you the consistency that we saw from Jordan Fuller, and I love to hear that it's transferring to L.A. Yeah, I I love it too, and everything you said I agree with. We can take a guy like that for granted, and I don't think we we think that at the time, right. but when you have so many other great players that are out there, there's only so much ink to throw out there, and your newspaper articles are mainly on the internet now and sounding old again, where your stories get placed. There's tons of, tons of elite players coming up through here, and Jordan Fuller, he, pro- he probably felt a little bit of that. It's not like nothing was written about it. When you get deep into the people that cover and watch and study Ohio State football, even the diehard fans that listen to this show, you're nodding along saying like, oh, God, yeah, Jordan Fuller. Like, that that guy was a safety valve. He was such a reliable player. His tackling improved by leaps and bounds when he was here at Ohio State. I think, I think what's showing up now is it might have hurt him in the draft stock, but what Jeff Halfley did for him to sort of unlock him as a player, you know what I mean? Just to let him be back there and let the game come to him – 
and play just that, that deep single high safety where he could read and react and make plays. And I'm just from what I'm reading is that it's just sort of a knack and intuition that Jordan Fuller is showing out there where he just is making plays on the defensive side. I think Jeff Halfley and the defensive coaches who sort of implemented that system, you know, under Ryan Day deserve a lot of the credit for that, no for what they've done. You know, we bring Ohio State brings these guys in. They're so highly regarded as recruits. Their development, and we saw it really a lot, as you mentioned, with Coach Halfley there at the end, and now obviously he's at Boston College. But think about think about that position and and the the intelligence, I think, and I've never played safety, so I can't speak from first Neither person, have but, I, Matt. No, but, but the, <laughs> at any level, Shocker. but the intelligence, intelligence it must take to be able to – you know, especially if you're back there roaming alone and he's got the smarts and, and studies and it doesn't shock me at all that it's translating well to the next level. And I think we could say that for almost everybody that's drafted out of Ohio State because that's what these scouts love, man. These guys are so NFL ready when they are ready to leave the, the great university that we cover. It's it's interesting. You know, the, we view the safeties as some of the toughest guys in football, you know, and, and they are. Don't get it wrong. They are. The game has changed a little bit. Uh, it's changed a lot with a how lot. you have to get your helmet and your head out of the play. You cannot just come up and, you know, give the proverbial Sean Taylor hit on everybody that you see, or you might be out of a football game or a Ronnie Lott to go back even farther type of hit. But it, you talk about an, you talk about a position that takes some intelligence where you're scanning basically the entire football field, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you've got to make sure that you make the right read if a running back busts through a gap, gets to that linebacker level. You have to be on top of it from step one with what angle you're taking, what kind of position you're breaking down into, and then with the passing routes, it's, it's on you. I mean, it is up to you to not let anybody get deep and get behind a, you. A little hypothetical for you, Tim. We're yeah, gonna have hear it. think about it. One week from the night, we've got NFL oh, football. I I can't believe it. So of the I three defensive it. backs the Buckeyes have put into the league that are going to be rookies, who's going to have the most picks? Okuda, Wade, or Fuller? Most picks. Career? Are you saying? No, no, no just like for this, old... this rookie season. This rookie season. Wait, what did what did you say, Wade? Did I say Wade? I, I didn't mean Wade. I meant Arnett. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, Arnett might have a Arnett might have a club on his hand, Arnett, which he'll Okuda, be he'll be Fuller. fine. Well, he did that last it's, year. Yeah. I know. Fine. I know. But it's going to make the interceptions a little bit tougher. I think with the broken hand, the broken thumb that he just came down with. That's that sucks. But we think he's going to be okay. Be able to play. It's better than a hamstring or something lower body. I, I got to go with Jeff Okuda. I got to go with yeah, Okuda. He's a star. I he's a, he's a first, I mean, come on. He's the first-round pick. Jordan Fuller is probably not going to be a starter. He's a sixth-round pick, but he's for sure making the team, and he's he's doing exactly what I envisioned he would do. He would be a late-round draft pick just because of, I think, his size and his speed and just the, the position that he was playing here in the last year at Ohio State. I think it hurt him at the time in the draft stock and just how he's built. But now that he's there, he's showing everyone what a steal he was and what an intelligent young man, what a great football player he is. And he does. He has the tools to make it in the league. I just I don't think he's going to get enough time to compete for an interceptions battle with 
the other two guys that you mentioned. Arnett right can there. get it. Sean Wade's going to get a lot. Sean Wade yeah. will get a lot when he gets there. No, he sure will. He sure will. Let, let's uh, let's hope that's down the road. All right, Maddie, we got a break from football and hoops. Every once in a while, when Buckeyes are doing amazing things, you got to take notice. And we got something going on in Flushing, New York, right now. The head coach of the Ohio State men's tennis program, Ty Tucker. He's going to join the show next. I can't wait for that. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Insightful, respected, drunk. One of those things properly describes Bishop and Laurinaitis. Listen and decide for yourself. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. Have you or a loved one been injured in a car accident? The Stuckey Firm understands these tragic events are never planned. With thousands of dollars in medical bills and expenses, let the Stuckey Firm get you the money you deserve. Attorney Nathan Stuckey has recovered millions of dollars for his clients. Recognized by super lawyers as one of the top attorneys in Ohio, Nathan Stuckey will fight for you and your family at every turn. The Stuckey Firm. Experience you need. Results you deserve. For a free consultation, call 937-346-8000 or visit thestuckeyfirm.com. Brutus is their homeboy. This is the Buckeye Show. Yes, indeed it is. Nothing but the Buckeyes right here. And we are pleased to go back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. And we got to thank our guy Gary Pettit for putting us in touch with Ty Tucker, your coach for Ohio State men's tennis Coach Tucker, welcome to the program. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How about you? Well, we're uh, we're having some fun watching the action going on up at uh, Flushing Meadows in New York with the U.S. Open, and your guy is sitting pretty, going to the third round in his first ever main draw at the event. He's going to get either O'Connell or the Russian Medvedev. It's looking Medvedev. He won 6-3 in the first set, but who the heck knows how this one can roll out. This is exciting for you as a coach, right? Oh, obviously. Yeah, to see J.J. doing what he's doing is uh, pretty darn cool, obviously. I think Medvedev will uh, come away with it. I think Medvedev played Nadal last year in the finals of the U.S. Open. I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe it was the Australian. But, uh, you know, obviously one of the top five players in the world to get a chance to probably hopefully play on Arthur Ashe Stadium Court on, on a Saturday uh, at, at the U.S. Open. So, um, obviously, uh, you know, it's what anybody dreams about, uh, any American player, when you get into playing some tennis to, you know, one day be at the U.S. Open. But to be in the third round of the U.S. Open and play for uh, – you know, one match for one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars against a Russian guy on center court of Arthur Ashe. I think you know that, that's a career right there. That's a career. So, uh, you know, he's uh, I think he's made one hundred and seventy five thousand to date, and would like to would like to win another one hundred and fifty. But uh, you know, he'll have his hands full. But uh, you know, JJ's one of the best five ball strikers in the game as far as pace. I mean, he truly is uh, hits the ball as hard as. Uh, 
the Nadals of the world and anybody out there. So, you know, and he's not scared of the big moment. Uh, you know, a lot of guys try to curl that ball in when they get a break point, but uh, J.J. Wolf's going for a winner. So, you know, if everything, uh, you know, he's never played in a stadium that uh, holds 24, 25,000, so that'll be a little bit tough on him. But, uh, you know, the guy's uh, got a lot of game. My God. I mean, that just hearing you break all that down, Coming from the coach's perspective, all the blood, sweat, and tears. I'm sure you guys had a a coach-player relationship. It's always interesting, at the very least, and it can be lovable. There could be some arguments that go on through there. Just hearing you break all that down with J.J. Wolf, who for the first time might get that kind of environment and feel what professional tennis is all about. When, when did you know? How early was it when you were recruiting him, when he was there, that you're like, okay, this kid, he's got a chance? We thought he had something different at 16, but, uh, you know, all these guys are a little immature and you don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, J.J. Wolf was, uh, you know, his grandpa coached Oscar Robertson in Cincinnati and at the ABA. And uh, wow. his grandpa played for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, his dad and his dad's brothers all, his dad's second or third all-time leading scorer in Rollins basketball. His uncles played at Xavier and uh, Butler. And I think one of the uncles is the voice of Xavier basketball. So, you know, JJ's from a, a very, very, his, his, his first cousins, the backup quarterback at Wisconsin. His sister was a great tennis player at Ohio State. So, you know, JJ gets it honestly. I mean, he's one of the best athletes playing tennis, probably run with anybody on a on a tennis court as far as being fast as anybody. And like I said, the racket head speed is, is second to none. And, uh, you know, JJ's only 21. He graduated high school early and came and played his freshman year when he should have been a senior in high school. And he won some big matches, but there was some immaturity and there were some things lacking. And, uh, you know, he ended up putting it together his junior year of college, which would really have been his sophomore year of college because he came to school earlier and he was one in the country and just destroying people. And then, uh, you know, it was his time to turn pro and uh, started at uh, the Cast Tennis Academy in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, you know, that he's been living and training in Columbus. Most go off to, to Florida and find a place at IMG, the old Boletaries or Saddlebrook or, you know, and he's been able to find a, a great base at home. So he's uh, happy, he got his family around him, all his friends think he's uh, – you know, moving down to uh, Grandview and a nice place. So so he's very happy off the court, which was one of the tough things for a, a young American tennis player. If you're going to be on the road 30 weeks a year and then you've got to relocate for 20 weeks a year to practice, it, you know, you're 21, 20 years old and you never get to see your family or friends. You're just kind of in a, in a tennis factory all the time. And he was able to, uh, you know, be able to do what he's doing right now and be happy. And all the guys on the team who still you know he, he could still be on our team now so he gets to be around his old teammates and things and uh like i said got a great uh program going over at his tennis academy and uh you know just tickled for uh jj uh for for what he's doing he was always a, a very very good good guy and you know the this won't change him but you know i honestly believe it can be a you know top 25 in the world tennis player and uh we knew it at a young age uh you know that he did have that you know, you see a lot of good players, and we've seen a lot of good ones come through Ohio State that have been able to play the Torpa guards, the Chase Buchanan, the Blas Rollins, guys who have won national titles, multiple national titles while they were in college, and, you know, kind of get up there in that top 100 in the world and 
kind of be that guy that loses first round in the grand slams. But, you know, JJ got a chance to play on Saturday for a final spot. So, you know, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, we look forward to, uh, cheering him on. Ty, let's talk about your program, the new Ty Tucker Tennis Center, right across from the Woody Hazer. <laughs> That's a nice this name. Fall. It's kind of well, weird. I've never well, said I was it. Say, what, does it, what does it mean to you? And, and give us just kind of the state of what's going on right now with your program as you, you get into the fall. You know, they canceled us last year. Uh, you know, in, in early March, uh, we were up to number one in the country. Obviously, we beat USC and Texas, who were both number one in the country. You played Texas in February. They were number one in the country, beat them. Seven days later, USC shows up there, the new number one, and we beat them. And, you know, we semifinaled the national indoors and then uh, went outside. You know, we tried to give them a little test after you've been indoors for three or four months to go outside and play and, you know, took it on the chin at Georgia. And, uh, you know, when the season you know, got cut short. We were ranked four in the country and uh, pretty good. So, you know, we have everybody back and, uh, mm. you know, we're trying to, you know, we've won 15 straight Big Ten titles. So we'd like to get another one. So uh, you knock on wood anytime you say that. But, uh, you know, we're not bad. If if, if, if if you take us lightly, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, Gary Pettit told me, told me you guys are pretty loaded now. This uh, this sounds like a very humble coach talking. But but have you? I mean, yeah, is it all serious? Gary's got to watch himself when he starts talking like that. Too. Have Make you? Sure you tell Gary that <laughs> he's he's probably listening. Have you compared notes at all with Ryan Day? I mean, it sounds like you you're a loaded group coming back. You're ready to get going. Do you talk to coaches there at Ohio State kind of about about the situation that you all are going through right now? Yeah, I mean, I just got off the phone with Tom Ryan about 15 minutes ago, the wrestling coach. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've actually been uh, playing some tennis during the coronavirus with uh, Urban Meyer. He's uh, got into tennis. Uh, he's a tennis bug right now, probably playing five days a week. And uh, getting Did you destroy him? Though, obviously. I mean, you don't. Uh, you don't, <laughs> you don't uh, want to know, right? <laughs> you, you, I mean, <laughs> Urban's, a, Urban's a darn good competitor, and he's. He's uh he's got the bug, so uh He must really he, hate uh, losing to you all those times. I mean we don't I don't get out there and play any, I, I actually uh was uh playing with him and a couple other guys and had a little problem with my calf uh, running down a couple of urban shots, but uh you know, just uh it's a, it's a good time. But yeah, you talk to all the coaches and stuff and cheer them on and you know, there's just no playbook for how to handle coronavirus, so it's been uh, it's been difficult, you know, for competitors. You know, I'm sure it's just been a nightmare for uh, Mr. Gene Smith because you've got a bunch of guys that want to get back on the courts, back on the fields with their with their players. But you're considered a spring sport, and it's the fall time. But you're thinking, well, we lost 30 percent of our season. Come on, boss, get us out there. And it's just, you know, everybody wants to get back with their team and start competing, and in hopes of there being a season. Coach Tucker, we've been chatting with Ty Tucker, the head coach of the dominant Ohio State men's tennis program. And just for confirmation, the waivers went through. Your whole team pretty much is back, right, for the upcoming season? The whole team is back, but, you know, don't – you know, it's a a difficult thing. Obviously, you know, people don't understand. We've got our whole team back, but, you know, if if, if – I, I don't know what, you, what, how much you know, but obviously you, we had one senior, and the teams that had three or four seniors in the spring sports are the ones that, that really won out because 
you know, the free scholarship money is only for that senior class. So in tennis, you have four and a half scholarships. So, you know, we're playing with a little over five, but you could be up against some teams with seven and a half because if you had four seniors on your team, you get to bring those four seniors back. Totally. You get to bring in the four freshmen with them. So, you know, we do have a darn good team, and we're a tough out. But, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be some super teams, probably the be the uh, most competitive, best college tennis season i'd have to think in in all the spring sports you you know how highly competitive it'll be because you know there'll be some great teams that didn't have any seniors and you know they'll be you know a little upset that uh you know they they they, they've got to play with four and a half scholarships and they could be facing people with seven but uh you know we've got our senior back who's you know day in and day out anytime we play at home one of the 10 best players in the country we probably have three guys on our team who are top 10 in the country at home and top 20 in the country every day of the week. So, you know, nobody's crying for the Buckeyes, but uh, there'll be some darn good teams out there with uh, what happened with, uh, you know, because there's no pro tennis really to play. I mean, before the U.S. Open started, you know, pro tennis has been shut down. So a lot of these kids that thought they were going to venture out and try their hand at pro tennis, there's no tournaments to play. So everybody's going back to college. Well, uh, Coach Tucker, I mean, with Maddie and I discussing you know, Buckeye sports on a nightly basis, we we really feel for you with everything that happened this past year. And we say that for all the all the athletes at so many different levels that had their seasons ripped away from them. Um, you sound like you guys are making the most out of the bad situation and getting ready to go again. And the program is in such great shape. You got a facility that's about to be named after you. I don't know what to, on that front you could be doing better, but awesome stuff and let's let's talk again soon let's watch jj wolf let's hope for a good run here at the united states open that's awesome and best of luck to you in the program going forward i appreciate your time guys thanks yeah and we we appreciate yours as well and there he goes everyone ty tucker uh very cool ohio state's tennis coach on the bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline and when you, you seriously go we say this about a lot of the Olympic sports, you know, the sports here that are not men's basketball and football, and how crazy good it is here at Ohio State. Look at Ty Tucker's accomplishments, and you won't even really understand like what's going on there. The Did Big you? Ten record. Excuse me, Tim. Sorry. No, I was just saying. Do you know what the Big Ten record is? Did you look at the profile? 197 and 12. I mean, are you are you kidding me? Like an 869 win percentage? The dominance that's right here. It's unbelievable. J.J. Wolf, did you hear him read his pedigree and his ties to anything and everything in every kind of, of sport possible? Yeah. I mean, that was The whole staggering. city of Cincinnati is like built around the Wolves, I guess, Plus down the there. Guys, the Wolves up here. The guy's wearing his Blue Jackets gear around after matches. I mean, that that was sensational. Uh-huh. Yeah. That Ty was Tucker, really, really You cool. talk about morning juice. Ty Tucker brought the evening juice. That was strong right there. <laughs> I can't. I I hope he can take down who we think, and uh, Coach was saying Medvedev's probably going to get that job done. Third round. You're under the quarters if you win that. It's starting to get real if you can do that. So, J.J. Wolf will be locked in to him going forward. All right, tonight's social media roundup is coming your way. Lots of things flying around out there. Hashtag Buckeyes is next. It's the Buckeye Show on the fan. Season ticket holder from day one? Us two. Now and forever, your flagship home of the Columbus.
Columbus Blue Jackets, the fan, Ohio sports destination. This is Katie Smith. We are facing an extraordinary challenge, prescription drug misuse among people of all ages. For over a decade, Cardinal Health, a sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, has supported the Ohio State College of Pharmacy Generation Rx, an engaging program to teach people of all ages about using medications safely. When Buckeye Nation engages around a great cause, we can do anything, and you can be part of the solution. Remember, never share your medications and always dispose of them properly. Learn more at GenerationRx.org. These are strange days. For 123 years, Byers Auto has been serving Central Ohio. We've seen wars, recessions, depressions, and more than one pandemic. During this time of uncertainty, our website is always open. Please visit us there to schedule an appointment for your automotive needs. We ask you to do this for your safety and ours. Our world has seen strange days before, and we'll pass this test too. Stay strong and be kind. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, The Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and WBNS 10 TV, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care, and always remember to pay it forward. The team at Atlas Butler wants to make something clear. We're always open. That's right, we have service technicians scheduled day and night, Saturdays and Sundays, and even holidays. Whether you call us at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., we're ready. And since we're always open, you never pay any overtime charges. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. It's week two of the Ohio High School football season, and this week's Dick Mashetter Ford High School Game of the Week, presented by Raising Canes, features Hilliard Davidson and Olden Tangy Orange. Coverage Friday night starts at 6.30 on The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Social media can be a cesspool. Allow us to navigate the waters. Hashtag Buckeyes. Yeah, that's right. We are heading towards the finish line. Keeping you caught up with everything pertaining to the Buckeyes that we can cram into the segment on social media this evening. Thank you to Ty Tucker, the coach of Ohio State men's tennis. By the way, uh, Medvedev is beating up on O'Connell 6-3-5-2 right now at the U.S. Open. We tell you that because a bright up-and-coming professional former Buckeye tennis player, J.J. Wolf, who we were just talking about, he's already into the third round, so he gets the winner there. And this is his first main draw at the U.S. Open, at Flushing. So this is its really unbelievable. I'm Timmy Hall, Matt Andrews with you tonight. It's been good. Hey, Matt, this isn't per se just all the way Buckeyes with the tweet, but I saw Jake Ballard tweet something. I mentioned it earlier in the show, so I was thinking about Jake, and he was slamming the idea of playing a consolation games, just having a, a season where we buddy up with the Pac-12 in the spring, and oh, maybe we can get the Rose Bowl do, to do a game at the end of the season. Yay! I was thinking about Jake, and then I saw Antoine Walker popped up on my feed. That has nothing to do with Ohio State, I know, but the two go hand-in-hand hand because I once did interview Antoine Walker. I did, like, a... I was at one of those really cool, like, Adidas Nation high school uh, basketball recruiting events. There were just... Uh, I can't even tell you how many future stars were at that thing that I've tracked throughout the years. But Antoine Walker and Jake Ballard, two of the biggest, just largest men I've ever stood next to. 
Who's like that guy for you, Matt? I still am speaking of the Rose Bowl, and by the way, not degrading it at all. The greatest sporting event I've ever been to two years ago. Just one of the highlights, personally, professionally. But Orlando Pace uh, was down there, and that that scared me. Uh, greatly scared me. Maybe yes. the, maybe the maybe the best lineman all time in college football. But yeah, he he's a hawking dude, a hawking man. Yes, if you've stu- if you've been next to Orlando Pace, I can understand how that one wins for you. Just uh, half the guys that I've worked with too, with Beanie Wells and with Bobby Carpenter, and even working with Schlegs, doing some shows here and there. Anytime you're with one of the football players, you just feel completely puny because the way these guys constantly take care of themselves. James Laurinaitis too. He's more of a chiseled guy. James, he's not trying to just get super big and be completely bulked up. He's just nice and chiseled still in his. Uh, I think young 30s right now maybe might still be late 20s for James no he's got to be in his young 30s I saw this one from uh, at Ohio State Athletics this is a great one two legendary careers began nine years ago today Braxton Miller finds Devin Smith for a 14 yard touchdown each freshman's first in Ohio State football beats Akron 42-0 hashtag go Buckeyes man that is some speed between those two their most magical moment, I think, was the connection against Wisconsin at night to win there in the north end zone. Uh, this is not a hashtag Buckeyes, but it's tweeted from a Buckeye. Kirk Herbstreet, some major support, retweeting the Big Ten parents united, hashtag let them play from number four and a station alum. Herbie trying to push it a little bit further for the Big Ten. Let's go. Let's go. We got some high school football tomorrow. What's the game real quick, Matt? We'll be at Orange. Orange hosting Hilliard-Davidson. Cannot wait for that. We'll have a nice highlighted edition of our show here. Then we'll kick it to you guys for a fun evening of college football. Coming up tonight, 8 to 8.30, little thing called You'll See. 8.30 to about 11, Nugs-Clippers game one. Then after that, another little thing called You'll See. It's all ahead on the fan. Good night. This here stinks. Here's something to make it better. We're live and local in the morning. Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlegs. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan. Come on over to Heartland and join our family. We're here to earn your business. We provide security. When life becomes uncertain, there's one thing understood. We're here for you at Heartland Bank. Rare banking feels good. Now, community banking is the lifeblood of small business. We take time out to understand your company, especially the owner's dreams. And our community bankers are experts at identifying risk, allowing us to help you execute your business plan. I'm Scott McComb, CEO. Come over to Heartland, where banking really feels good. Come on over to Heartland. Rare banking feels good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Donato's Pizza is putting a whole new spin on spinach. Introducing Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza. Donato's delicious low-carb cauliflower crust topped edge-to-edge with baby spinach, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza or create your own cauliflower crust pizza today. Donato's. Every piece is important. 
Hey, Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with smart energy choices for your home or business. Take advantage of AEP Energy's renewable energy plans to protect the environment and protect your wallet from rising energy costs. Boundless choices, boundless commitment, boundless energy. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. That's aepenergy.com slash OSU, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. While an affiliate of AEP Ohio, AEP Energy is not soliciting on behalf of and is not an agent of the... Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. 